Okay. Good job for me. We are starting now Balak. And we'll do today now Sunday's portion of Balak. So at this point, the end of Parshas Chukas, Klal Yisrael have conquered the two huge powers that were guarding the gates of Eretz Yisrael, Sichon Melech HaMairi and Oig Melech HaVashan. So now we have Moyav, very scared. Sichon, even though Sichon was the king of Emairi, Moyav was the king of them to the south of Emairi, but he was at this time actually a king of both countries, of Moyav and of the Emairi. Moyav was not conquered. Jews didn't start up with Moyav. They were told not to. But the Sichon was vanquished with the Emairim. So now we have Moyav without their king and very scared. I mean, Emairi fell. Bashan fell. I mean, like, obviously, like, why won't we be next? So they quickly appointed a king. The king they appointed was actually from, well, sort of like is how you understand the Rashi. Rashi says from the chiefs of Midian. Some of the first Rashi say that's really a, 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 a called the Bachar Zetzer's error. It's really a, a copier's error, and it's from the chiefs of Sichon. He definitely wasn't from Maya. Um, but it does make sense to say he was from, you know, the, the first Rashi discussed this point at length. He was, if he was from the chiefs of Sikh of Midian, he was the chief of the five chiefs of Midian. Sichon had also taken over the lands of Midian. The so Midian at this time didn't have their own king, but they still had their five chiefs, of which the top chief was Tsur, otherwise known as Balak. He was wise, smart, rich, strong. And the Moabim said, all right, let, let's, and he, he's from Midian. And, hey, Midian knows this Moshe, so let's appoint him king over us that he could save us in this situation. So the first Pasuk, Pasuk Bay says that Bullock ben Sipor saw what the Jews did to Amiri. And Rashi explains, saw meaning he understood. It's not that he saw literally the fight, but he saw with his mind's eye that if the Amirim fell, um, he said, hey, we were relying on Sikh, we were relying on Aig. If these two enormously powerful forces fell, uh, we can't handle them. So that's why Moyev was terrified. As the next Pasuk says, Moyev is terrified because of the people, and Moyev detested the people. So Rashi says, Vayagar is, is scared. And Vayakat Mayav, Mayav detested, it sounds like Mayav detested Jews, but Rashi is saying it's, it's a Mikra Kutzer, it's an abridged sentence, and really they detested their own lives because they were so scared what will be with our lives because obviously the Jews are going to decimate us like they just decimated these two countries. So then Mayav says to the elders of Midian, now this group, the Kalia Saul, they're going to lick everything up just like the ox licks up the field, all the herbs in the field. And Balak, the son of Sipor, was the king of Maiv at that time. So Rashi explains, we have a question here. Why is Maiv now talking to Midian? We know traditionally Maiv and Midian were enemies. But as I, as I said before, 
because both Moyev and Midian were very scared of the Jewish people, they temporarily made peace. And Moyev felt that Midian would know the scoop because Moshe lived in Midian for many, many years. So they said to the leaders of Midian, what's Moshe like? What's the leader of the Jews like? And they said, well, his power is in his mouth. So they said, okay, so then we have to confront him with someone whose power is in his mouth also, which is what led them to go to Bilaam. So they're comparing the Jewish people to the ox. And Rashi says that whatever an ox licks up, it doesn't have any more bracha in it. Some of the Farshim explain that the ox tears up the food by its roots. So everything is completely consumed. Everything is completely destroyed. It says again that Balak and Sipor is the king of Moab, and it says Ba'es Hahi at that time. Why specifically at that time? This is what I explained before briefly, that he wasn't really their king. Actually, Sihon was their king. But Sihon was gone, and now we need someone who is appropriate for this emergency crisis situation. And that's why Moab, to such a degree, did they make peace with Midian that they actually appointed their greatest chieftain of the five of them to be king over them because he probably knows what to do with this crisis. So they, he, Balak, sends messengers to Bilam, Syra, to Psar, um, saying to him that basically that the Jews came out of, out of the throne, out of Egypt, and they're all over the place. So Rashi says, so Rashi gives two explanations on Psyra to Psar. First, he gives a more drash-like answer that psar actually in Aramaic means a table. So just like a, a money changer, that everyone comes to his table to change the money, so on Bilaam's table were all the letters of all the kings at the time because everyone came to him because they knew that his curses were very, very powerful. So on his table, there were a lot of letters of all the kings. That's why the actual city will be called a table in honor of the very Hushava table of Bilam that lived in their city, or Rashi's second answer is just the name of the place. Of course, we'd wonder, why do we need to know the name of this place? So that's why we would go for our first answer, the Drash. The Pasuk says, to the land of his people. So whose people are we talking about here? This is sort of strange. We know we're going to Bilam city. So actually, again, this goes back to Bullock. It's the land of Bullock's people, because Bullock, again, comes from Midian, why is the Pasuk telling us this? To bring out the point, how was Balak so confident that Bilaam, instead of putting his efforts into an army, now again, remember, the Jewish people have no intention of starting up with Maiv at all, and they never do. Um, because that, that weren't on the agenda here. But, but, I'm sorry, but they don't know that. <laughs> And Balak knows of Bilaam's powers because Bilaam had been the one that had prophesied and told him he's going to be a king in the future. And then Rashi goes into this question that you could say, why, why is it that Hashem, that God, would give prophecy, would give his power to this guy, this evil guy? And the answer, Rashi says, is because otherwise the Goyim could have an excuse. The nations could say, listen, you give the Jewish people profit. They have such an ability to hear your voice. Of course they serve you. Hey, if you give 
you gave us such a relationship with you, we'd also be much better. So therefore, Hashem said, oh, really? You know, we'll see. And actually giving Bilaam these powers, Bilaam, instead of leading the people closer to God, of course, went in the completely opposite direction, as we find out at the end of the Parsha, and he was the one that told them to be very promiscuous and encouraged tremendous immorality among the people. Then we have the Rashi, Likro Lot, call to him. So why are we saying to him? And the, we're saying here that you're going to have a lot of benefit from this because, of course, Bullock offered him a lot of money for doing this cursing job. A nation comes out from Mitzrayim, and then Rashi said, you could say, so what, what do we care if there's a nation of Mitzrayim? Because she's covering the eye of the earth, meaning the eyes. Sichon and Aig, who are supposed to be our eyes, who are supposed to be our protectors, who were killed by them. And he's across from me. Rashi says it's written chaser, defectively, meaning mimuli should have a vav in it after the second mem. But it doesn't, to allow another interpretation on the word mimuli, the word mal, like in a bris mila, mal, which is to cut off, because they're right by me, mimuli, mal, they're going to cut us down. And now, the puzzle continues, please curse them. Because I know that what you bless is blessed, and what you curse is cursed. Um, the Chumash says, nakebo. In other words, when you curse, this will enable us to strike him down. Either the pastures, that's what it's saying, to strike him down, or another explanation, nake, like to lower the cost of something, diminish them a little. You don't have to completely destroy them. Just reduce them by your curses so then they'll become more manageable. And Bullock says, I know that what you curse is cursed, what you bless is best. So Rashi says, what does he mean? I know. Because you helped Sichon in the war, as actually we learned in the previous parashas. In parashas Chukas, that Balak's curses is what allowed Sichon to vanquish Mayav previously, before Sichon got knocked off by Paul Yisrael, how it, Sichon was very powerful. But Mayav also was very powerful, and they had this super powerful city called Cheshbon that nobody was supposed to be able to conquer. How did Sichon conquer it? Because of Bilaam's curse. So I know personally, I know what you're capable of doing. So we have now two, peop- two groups of people that go to Bilaam with this message. The elders of Mayav and the elders of Midian. And these, because again, both groups were sort of involved in the issue. Both groups wanted the Jews destroyed. Both groups were scared that Claudius were going to attack them next. It says they came with summon, with like different magical, you know, tools in their hand. So he shouldn't say, Rashi gives two explanations. One is literally different, like, magical props or tools. So he shouldn't say, oh, I would do it, but I'm missing this ointment, this powder, this wand. They say, hey, we brought it all. Second explanation is actually the Zikne Midian. What, what this summon means is a sign, an omen they had. 
And they said, if he comes with us right away, he can help. But if he tries to push us off, forget it, he's useless. So when Bilaam said, okay, you know, um, spend the night, because I'm not going to hear from God until the night, they right away said he's useless, and they left. And that's why only the next morning, the Mayav officers were still around. Midian had already, you know, gone away. So the public says that Bilaam says, stay the night. And tomorrow I'll let you know what God tells me. And the Pasuk says that the officers of Maya stayed, and as we just learned in the Rashi, officers of Midian did not. And Rashi explains, why was he saying to stay the night? Because Hashem would only come to him at night, just as Hashem would always come to all these goyim. In other words, it's like, it's like bad enough, so to speak, for Hashem to have to talk to someone so evil and filthy like a guy, so like, doing it at night. Now, when he said, we'll see what Hashem tells me, we'll see if Hashem lets me go or not, because he didn't want to imply that he's sure maybe Hashem wouldn't let him go. So he, the implication was like, well, maybe God will let me go with you, or maybe you're not important enough, and I need more important people to go with. And they stayed, which Rashi says is Lashna Kava. They were sort of held back, meaning not that literally they were sitting, that's not the point, but they, they, they wanted to move on already. They wanted to take care of the Jewish people, but they were sort of stuck there for the night. So at night, Hashem came to Bilaam, and Hashem said, who are these people? Of course, the question is, what do you mean? Hashem didn't know who the people were. Obviously, you could say, as Rashi Compton and Bracious, a similar situation, it's a conversation opener, so to speak. But Hashem did this deliberately, for Bilaam to choose to make a mistake and think, hmm, so Hashem doesn't know everything. Okay, I'll find a time to curse because Hashem doesn't know everything. I'll find a time to curse when he doesn't realize. Again, Hashem, Hashem was doing this in such a fashion, not deliberately leading him astray, as Gorai explains, but giving him an opportunity to make this choice, which, of course, he jumped at in the wrong direction. So Bilaam says to Hashem, oh, Balak ben Sipur, the king of Maya, sent to me. As Rashi explains, you don't think I'm very important, but the kings think I'm very important. And now Bilaam is giving over to Hashem what Balak said, and he, 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 he changes a bit of the wording of Bilaam, as Rashi points out. As Rashi points out, he says, Balak says that Bilaam said, coverly curse for me. That's not what Bilaam said. Bilaam said, early. Kava is worse. Bilaam said that Balak said and banish him, like banish him from the world. That's not what Bilaam said. Bilaam just said, like, drive him out from my land. So we see by these two changes that Bilaam hated the Jews more than Balak did. Balak basically wanted to get rid of them. He didn't want a problem. And Bilaam wanted to destroy the Jews, which is why he's using these stronger expressions. And Hashem says to Bilaam, no. You can't go with them. You can't curse them. They're blessed. Why do we have these three expressions? First he said, no, you can't go with them. So Bill responded and said, okay, I'll curse them from here. So then Hashem responds and says, you can't curse them. So then Bill says, okay, great, let me bless them. And Hashem responded and said, no, they don't need your blessings. They are blessed. Like we say to the bee, we don't want your honey. We don't want your sting. 
your own blessing is unacceptable. It will be tainted by your evil nature. The honey is undesirable by the sting. The blessing of a Bilaam would be undesirable to us. Of course, you know, at the end of the Parsha, Bilaam does bless the Jewish people, but then he's just a keli. He's just an instrument of Hashem, and the words are just coming out of his mouth without any desire on his part. As we see afterwards, he goes on and comes up with this whole horrific plot to bring the people to sin. Good luck.